Morning. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. They call me Jackie. They call me Axe John. They call me Fart Axe. That's not my name. That's not my name. Hey guys, I'm Jackson. Welcome to the show. Uh, who calls you? Who calls d- you Jackie? Oh, uh, you know. I guess they just call me Jack. Um, who calls you Jack? My dad. My dad is the only person who calls me Jack. And anytime anyone other than my dad calls me Jack, and I look, I just like, I do a complete like cut take to them. I'm like, you're not him. You're not you're, him. You're not my dad. <laughs> Does this happen a lot? <laughs> No, but it has happened a handful of times. I think like I've had a boss or two call me Jack before, and I've just been like, "No, that's not cool." That's so weird. I don't. I, I, okay, all right, fine. I guess I don't know. I don't know why people go for it, but uh, Jackson's my name. You're not a Jack. You're not a Jack to me. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe in that in that flannel, maybe Jack does fit a little bit better, but. Uh, in general, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if Jack is. A, is a, I, I think Fartass is much more appropriate for you. Fartass is definitely more appropriate. Yeah, I'm gonna change the website right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. You have my permission. And that might get us kicked off the uh, the Apple Podcast app. Oh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Curse yeah, words. change all of our yeah. names on the podcast to like our 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 goofy names. So you'll be Album, and he'll be Fartass, and I'll keep being Hagen because God knows why I'm named Hagen. Well, I'm just Dave. Yeah, that's fine. Just Dave. <laughs> like, just Dave. Just Dave. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that would be really funny, though, to hear, like, I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Fartass. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I'll have to do that in the future. I mean, we can start this over. We yeah, have that power. We could. Yeah. No, I, or... I, I don't want to start this over. I'm not dedicated. Wait, I have the editing power. I could just do it. Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm like Hagen. That's like fart you... ass over there. That's ha ha stupid, stupid looking fart ass over there. Why don't you fart some more? Ha ha. <laughs> I like what? how you just realized you have the editing power on this. Like you forgot. It's a slow that day. This is what you're going to have to do tomorrow is edit this. <laughs> so if you can't tell, we're really padding for time here. <laughs> no, we're not. Let me. F- you. <laughs> I'm going to unedit that to have you say fuck. <laughs> That'd be good. Dave got his own uh, mute button and he's real proud of it. Yeah. That's probably the only time I'm going to use it. I don't know about that. Let me set the stage. Let me set the scene for everyone. We finish our opening act of 2021 last week and... Like most weeks, we do a little discussion afterwards, whether or not it's a productive discussion or just, you know, checking up on each other. But we uh, hung on a little longer last week because we had taken the time off. So we were all checking up on each other. Um, And Dave, Dave Word, randomly said, I love playing Don't Stop Believing. I don't care. And he said it. Very, I, I may be uh, misquoting you, Dave Ward, but that was, it, it was out of nowhere. You just said, I love playing Don't Stop Believing on bass as a, like, very factual, and, like it was something you should have been ashamed of. I, I can't see me just saying that out of nowhere, you know, like sitting, we're all at lunch or something in the future, and I'm like, I love playing Don't Stop Believing on the bass. <laughs> 
we had a conversation and I can't remember what the conversation was because, and I, I, I went into uh, my bedroom and I was talking to my fiance after that whole, after this whole thing happened that I was like, God, we were so stoked on journey. And she's like, how did this start? And I was like, Dave said he liked playing that song on bass, but I know something else was first. Something else happened. We didn't, Dave just wasn't just, you know what guys? I love playing. Don't stop <laughs> believing on bass. <laughs> That's how, yeah. Uh, for people who are listening, that's how we decide what episode we're doing, is I just tell them what song I like playing on bass. <laughs> well, you know, I may be misremembering it, but that, you know, every good story needs a little bit of embellishment. So that's what it's going to be, you know, in the annals of history, in the annals <laughs> of history. And good job correcting yourself. That was the correct thing to say. You did the good job there. You're welcome. It's my duty as fart ass to pronounce that word correctly. It's your duty, duty as fart ass to pronounce <laughs> anal correctly. We're just keep it going, keep it going. Don't stop. Believing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just after Dave mentioned that, I, I think myself or yeah, you someone. You said, "Hey, do you know this song?" And we were like, "No, I don't think I know that one." And then you played it, and it was like. Oh, we do know that one, and then we all started jamming out to it. Yeah, and then I gave, I, we were giving Dave shit because Dave was like, "I don't know any Journey songs," and we we're like, "We have to, you have to know these ones." So we just started playing yeah. all of the Journey hits. I was like, "You got to know Faithfully." He's like, "I don't know." Played it. He's like, "Oh, I do know this one." Just <laughs> kept going down the list of like, "God, these are fucking bangers." And I think Adam left during that at some point. He did. He's like, "I had to go <laughs> make dinner." So yeah. So it, it was very much we were really just all riffing off each other and spinning off each other. It felt like we should not have turned off the mics. Just but riffing and spinning. It it did feel very much what we were doing was exciting, and we were just like, well, fuck it. We should talk about Journey, and that's why we're here. And specifically, we thought, okay, well, there's a certain time frame of Journey you should listen to. We'll do like a deep dive on that. And then we said, no, 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 no. Let's pump the brakes here. Let's just do the greatest hits, because why not? It was bound to happen at some point, and it does open the door for us to discuss just kind of greatest hits albums or compilation albums as they are. But also, this isn't going to be like our typical dip di- deep dive, a uh, dip dive. and <laughs> That's the name that's now. That's it. That's what it's called, dip dive. That's this one. <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to be like our normal deep dives where we you know discuss the the history of the time period of an album and all that what we're going to do is just really talk about the music and you know kind of how it makes us feel which is kind of fun and freeing we'll see if it's fun um but you know that's why we're here so without a further ado i will give a brief intro into journey which is the American, I, I would call them rock, more uh, the journey that most people know is kind of like just pop rock, um, arena rock in, in its purest form. Um, but their original uh, years active were 1973 to 1987. They briefly got to be back together in 1991, and then they also got back together, and that was like a one-off in 1991. And then they broke up again, and then they... Uh, got back together in 1995 to the present. But there is a very specific um, journey that everyone knows, and that is uh, the lineup with Steve Perry, the lead vocalist, 
But I don't know if you guys knew. I knew virtually nothing about Journey prior to this other than their music and Steve Perry as just one of those amazing singers. Um, yeah. I knew I liked playing Don't Stop Believing on the bass. Yeah, I have heard that from you before, or from someone at least. Well, I mean, I think everybody knows, even if you don't know any of these songs by name, perhaps you've definitely heard at least one of their songs and you know what Journey sounds like. Yeah, that that is a question I have later on. What is the Journey sound? But before we get into that, I did my little research on the band and just... I guess how they got started and then to the end of the Steve Perry period and didn't know this, but apparently uh, a handful of the original members were ex Santana members. Did y'all know that? No. Very interesting. Not until an hour ago when I was trying to do some research. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you'll what 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 you'll learn pretty quickly about Journey, and and I hate to I hate to you know interrupt your introduction, but what what you learn about Journey pretty quickly is that they were like basically the sloppy seconds for a lot of people. Um, they're like like their manager had previously worked with, um, and I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. Uh, but like their manager had previously worked with someone really big. They worked with a producer that had worked with Queen multiple times. So they had had basically just every, like every single person that they worked with was just like, okay, fine. I'm now famous. So I'll come, but, but the thing that I was like doing the most with is done with me. So I'll go work with journey now, which is weird because it's not like journey was ever, uh, like bad or like uh, it, it was, it was just, it was just interesting to see how that kind of all progressed. They they do remind me reading their history of the and I think everyone who's in a band has played with this uh, band, but a not a specific band, but this archetype of a band who they send you their press kit and they're like, yeah, our new album is coming out, and we worked with the producer who produced, uh, you know, a. a white stripes or who has worked with uh the white stripes and they'll say stuff like that and she's like yeah but uh that doesn't inherently mean mean something right it's very interesting that they were in a handful of the members were former members of santana and also another band called frumius bandersnatch bandersnatch yeah was a band at the time that I guess was known, but we're talking about the 70s here. But that Santana thing, um, now knowing that and listening to the journey that we know today, it makes sense to me with the guitar solos because that is the one thing about journey that I always listen to. And I'm just like, I mean, this is a ballad. Why are we shredding over this ballad? It does kind of seem like there are these elements of the guitar that are just very like, oh, you're jamming, dude. But the ballad, like that, you know, especially from this greatest hits re- album that we're referencing today, the all the ballads are power ballads. So that was a very common thing to have, like a ripping higher upper register guitar solo over the over these power ballads. Well, and and then and so so the manager that that was a manager was actually Santana's manager previously. So that that's how that connection oh. ended up happening. But so I mean, like the solos also make sense aside from the Santana thing, knowing that when they when they formed, they were going to be like a, like a jazz fusion band. That was like the like what they were going to start with. I didn't know that until reading about it and now I'm kind of curious how bad the first couple albums are because they obviously went away from it and i wonder how much of that was it wasn't very good or it was the manager who wasn't comfortable with that 
direction and wanted them to go in this like pop direction. I wonder as well as if, if it had something to do with Steve Perry not being an original member. Um, he didn't join until 77, but they started in 73. Yeah, and he, he was brought in by the manager, which is kind of a weird story if you read about how that happened. He just had him show up at a sound check and then was like, oh, yeah, he's good. Like, we'll, we'll have him in the band now. They also wanted him there because they they wanted the other guy, whoever, whichever member was singing primarily or just like sometimes, they wanted him to stop. So they, they, they were trying to find somebody else, and Steve Perry was the right call. But so, like, to speak on their first album, you know, the, the quote from the guitarist Neil Sean, Neil Shun, is, uh, uh, I still think some of the stuff we did then was great. Some of it was self-indulgent, just jamming for ourselves. But I also think a lot of other things hurt us in the early days. It took us a while for the politics to sort of shape up. Uh, mm. So, I mean, I think that they were kind of like, I mean, especially coming as, like, a backing band. I mean... I think that a majority of us have listened to bands that are formed uh, from session musicians. And a lot of times they write relatively self-indulgent music, relatively complicated music, because it's like, I finally get to express myself and not just what this guy wants me to do. Yeah, I don't know about John Bonham, but like the Led Zeppelin was that way, was formed that way, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, uh, we've mentioned it, but their first three albums did not have Steve Perry and they had this... uh, from what was described and this is really interesting reading all this history and not listening to any of the music because I, you know, <laughs> Adam said it, but I'm so curious to hear what the first three journey albums sound like. Cause there's this, uh, like this is a thing in music a ton. Um, uh, according to a lot of people, the first black Sabbath album sounds like what queen became. And the first queen album sounds like what black Sabbath became. And there's all this kind of stuff, uh, in the history of music of the first album kind of just being completely different. Uh, sugar Ray's first album is like a hardcore punk album and not even in a, like a cheap way, like a decent hardcore punk album. And then they just decided, Oh yeah, we want to make money and totally fine with that. But uh, no, it makes me think of No Doubt. Tragic Kingdom was like a full-on ska punk album. Yeah. yeah. And then we saw where they went. Yeah. Both of which are good in that scenario. But what is interesting about this is, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to listen to these first Journey albums and then them sound similar to Santana or that kind of jammy music of the 70s that was they were a part of. And so there was this little tidbit and I don't have the names pulled up because that's not what this episode is, guys. But (laughs) the band made the decision, we are going to move away from this kind of jam thing and really complicated self-indulgence to we're going to minimize and actually focus on the songs. And all the band agreed with it. And there was one member who kind of said like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But they could tell begrudgingly he said that. So he would agree to it, and then five shows later, they would notice, okay, he's back to shredding. And they said it was this cycle of, like, they kept having to sit him down and say, no, we're doing this now. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then he would do it five shows later again, which I just love trying to... And we all know that guy who's like, hey, man, you want to jam? I have congos in my corner. I I play a strat. Literally a nightmare. Literally yeah, a fucking nightmare. One of the most uh, telling things to hear someone ask you is, dude, do you want to jam sometime? We should totally just jam. And even more so, if someone says to you, hey, 
we should jam out. Your answer should be no, unless you've been only been playing for like a year and you need to you need to just have get some more experience playing with people. But if someone says, Hey dude, let's jam out, I'm i I'm ninety nine point nine percent of the time I'm gonna give that a big solid un unapologetic no. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 honestly interesting because like I think that the band probably wanted to go this direction, but I mean it was it was Columbia Records that was like, Hey, your albums are doing really bad. So you kind of you got you have to change this around. So again, sloppy seconds when they hire Robert Fleischman, who produced Foreigner in Boston. Sloppy seconds makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense because and here's the thing: I'm this is like so we're talking about Journey. We're not talking about Foreigner in Boston, but I'm gonna say it: Journey is way better than Foreigner in Boston. I just that that's that's how I feel. Well, and if you own a label, if you look at their discography, they've been consistent with releasing records, mm-hmm. except for when yeah. they took a break, and now they're like back at it. It's very true. But they took that break after being this mega successful arena rock band, which is arguably okay. But but I would even let's... argue they're like the arena rock band, especially yeah. of their time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's something that I've always had. A difficult time defining when saying like oh what is arena rock is it something like muse or is it imagine dragons or is it coldplay or but i think journey is probably the purest form of that so i'm really glad that i have that in my pocket now to reference if somebody ever asks me that a lot of times too you can tell arena rock comes from like these bands that have you know the first two records sound a certain way um and then they start playing in arenas and they get used to that crowd. And then their next record is like, has anthems on it. It has like, yeah. Uh, sim- simpler songs that you can play louder, but I guess even still that doesn't describe journey because well, like those, that Houston concert that you sent us from Jackson, uh, the don't stop believing clip. I looked at some other songs from that concert and they're like reharmonizing songs and like, expanding solo section sections and like really just stretching out still they still have those elements i mean that was from a long time ago but well i mean but the point being that i mean these these guys are like professional professional dudes and they know exactly what they're doing on stage and uh, i i think that like even with live performances aside what to me what screams that they are like arena rock stadium rock to me is that they write like like power ballads and like those kinds of songs where it's like this is a soft thing and you're gonna feel something whenever that starts off with the piano and then eventually I'm just gonna whether it be the vocals or a guitar solo or whatever it is just gonna hit you in the face with some loud some loud shit that's always gonna make you still feel good yeah what I love about Journey is uh, like there's the meme in metal music where as soon as you hit hear the the China symbol that ding that you know shit's about to go down. In Journey, it's as soon as you hear the tom hits, the do, 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 you know there's <laughs> going to be some huge-ass chorus coming that you're going to sing along to and maybe some whoa sections. Or, yeah, when they hit the, the Pat Boone, Debbie Boone, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Pat Boone, Debbie Boone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, that's when shit's going to get lit. That's when it's going to get lit, dude. So, um, Steve Perry joins the band, and his first album with them is their fourth album, Infinity, and we won't go into all the albums, but that's when the journey we know comes into play. 
Um, they release a ton of albums. They get ultra mega famous, and they release everything that we know. And then basically they end up um, here. Blah blah blah. Skip to the end. They uh, Steve Perry leaves the band after the 1986 album raised on radio, and then that's when the band kind of splits up. And because of that, the record label, like two years later, releases this Greatest Hits album in 1988, and that is what we are listening to today. Um, Hagen, I didn't ask you, did you have a game for this? Totally cool if you don't. I'm going to say yes, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but keep... But but yeah yes I do I do I do I do have a game it's pretty it's pretty like it's pretty simple and straightforward we won't get there yet okay well there there's a little fun fact trivia about who played bass on their raised on radio album before they broke up and I'm worried that might be part of your game is it no because you're talking about the person everyone knows yeah does yeah. Uh, okay Adam who played bass on their uh, album right before they broke up Randy Jackson who is also in the band again yep pending a Hell lawsuit yeah. not official yet but... wait 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 what's this lawsuit yeah I don't know I couldn't find it they're is kicking I... out some of the members of their band because they disagree with them politically or something and they're fighting over the trademarks and stuff and it's a big thing like they announced new members without the other people being out officially so <laughs> yeah it's apparently kind of Wonderful. messy is that the the uh, what's his name? The guitarist Neil Schoen, because he's the only original band member. Yeah, he he's the one who decided I'm kicking these other people out, but they didn't have everything kind of done, I guess, correctly. And the other guys are still on the paperwork, and so it's gotten real messy, apparently. That's what happens when your band is a corporation. You gotta read the paperwork. But I digress. We're gonna talk about the 1988. Journey album titled Greatest Hits. Um, I mean, I'll talk about how I feel about Greatest Hits albums later, and obviously this is a great opportunity for us to talk about that. But I think that this is just one of those perfect albums to do it because it is one of the most popular best of packages that's been released. And according to Wikipedia, there are times still to this day where it sells half a million copies a year and that's globally which is just insane it's been certified 15 times platinum which does put it in the diamond tier you know status which is 10 million copies and uh just so you know each million copies is a platinum so they have 15 platinums and that puts them in the diamond tier status so, so that's that's more than uh, old town road well that that record that we refer to during the news episode was for one song not necessarily mm. the most sold piece of music ever or music package i don't know how I, I, i'm not the grammys I, I do think it's interesting that this is their best-selling release and that says something which is not necessarily a bad thing because i think you know as we'll get into this song, this album is like every Journey song you need to know, or probably already know in some cases. Well, it's the same thing for the Eagles too. Their greatest hits. Yeah. I mean, it's a very similar story, but yeah, their greatest hits. It's like their best-selling thing by far. Yeah. When I look at these albums that each of these songs are on, you can kind of see that. Oh, really? Only two of these songs is on an album. There really is no defining 
album for Journey that is like, oh, well, that's the album you need to get if you want to understand or get all these hits, that kind of... There's no never mind for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just going into it, Don't Stop Believing is one of those songs that you would think at this point in 2021 would be a meme and none of us would like it. But as Dave said, you just love playing bass to it. I love playing that song. (laughs) And man, I I mean, like I sent the live video of it because I was curious. I had never seen them live. So I was curious, well, are they as good live as they are on record? And I was absolutely shocked. Steve Perry's vocals are flawless. I'm an absolute simp for anything Freddie Mercury. So to see this man, Steve Perry, perform these really vocally challenging passages and just do it effortlessly, I was just like, hell yeah. I mean, this guy is like God tier when it comes to, uh, you know, rock vocalists. So, I mean, this song fucking slaps. <laughs> so, so, so... <laughs> Uh, I'll 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 ask a, a question for the game. Are you ready? Now that we're go for it. Now that we're here, so um, don't stop believing, right? It's 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 great, whatever. But it was used a lot, right? Everyone everyone uses it. So in the two thousands, name each time that you can think of that don't stop believing was used in media, any form of media. So TV show, movie, it can be a commercial, it can be even outside of that. Where, where I where remember you guys- two things specifically, and then the third thing I read on Wikipedia, so I won't even mention it. Uh, Family Guy did it once. I remember that. There's like an episode where they sing it, and then uh, any baseball game I've gone to. All right, Jackson gets two points. Yeah, any baseball game is that acceptable answer? I'll I was explain say- it. I'll explain it. <laughs> I was going to say any sporting event. No, it has to be baseball. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be MLB. Sorry. Sorry. Who wants to go next? I got nothing, man. The, the only thing I know is it was in The Sopranos, and I know that was controversial. So that's the only reason I know that. It's the last song on The Sopranos. It, yes. they, they, he's like sitting, Tony Soprano is sitting at the diner, and it pulls yeah. out, and it plays. I just know it was controversial because the I need to watch band or... Somebody didn't want it to be in there. And no one no one said the super obvious one. No one said the really obvious one. The COVID-19 one? Oh, no, not that one. I'll give you bonus points in that know, one. Did though. they play it at Trump rallies? Is that... No. I guess I, I guess I should have been more clear here, but I hope that someone who's listening to this is just screaming Glee. the answer. There you go. Uh, so... Uh, it was used in The Sopranos. It was used in Glee. It was used in Family Guy. It was used as the unofficial anthem for the White Sox in 2005, and it was used as the unofficial anthem for the San Francisco Giants in 2010. Uh, they they did it for like a um, like because they were in the like I guess in some finals. I can't remember. I don't I don't know baseball. Baseball sucks. Um, and then uh, the Chipmunks. Oh, that makes what's sense. Up, J- what's up, Jason Lee? Um, and then, uh, what's up, Jason Lee? <laughs> and then, uh, Rock of Ages, which, uh, I'm going to count it cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a media thing. So that's all, that's all the main ones that I could find. Um, but I, I'm surprised no one said Glee. I never watched Glee. Yeah. I've Me never neither. seen that show. 
That's why none of us guessed it. I forgot to say, what's up, Jason Lee? (laughs) I do, you know, Don't Stop Believing is obviously this, like, it's supposed to conjure up this feeling of, like, yeah, you can do it, or, like, this, like, I don't know, not a yearning, but, like, a hopeful feeling, I really believe. Uh, And... I just like it, it it captures that and yeah you could say it's cheesy but I mean I just every time I listen to it I try to think like oh this is going to be one of those wonderwall moments where I'm just going to be like oh this is wonderwall but whenever I listen to it it like it fucking just goes that in part like the last minute that don't stop believe god and when he hits that all the high notes oh man we should talk about another song. I feel this is a this is like my uh, weird, uh, like the coolest weirdest compliment I've ever received from a voice teacher was my voice teacher in high school. We were going over um, a song that I was singing at uh, this 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 musical thing, and it was from Jesus Christ Superstar, which is like a rock opera sort of thing. And we were we we're going over the song, and my voice teacher looks at me and he goes, "You know, you kind of sound like Steve Perry." And as a high schooler, I'm like, the fuck you, t- I don't know what that means. So then I went home and I was like, no, I don't. No, <laughs> I don't sound like this. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> There's no way. That's a, tra- to translate, that means big chef's kiss. Mwah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let, let's move on to a different song. Uh, one well, of, one of... We, we skipped the first song on here. Is anybody else surprised that the first song wasn't Don't Stop Believing"? Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I guess, I guess it doesn't really matter the song order, I would say. I would say the song order doesn't entirely matter for something like this, because yeah, they, kind of, they kind of, they kind of just, I mean, it, it was, it's the greatest hits, and everyone wants a bunch of these songs. No one, no one really just wants Don't Stop Believing, that's the, unless that's the only song you know. So you're gonna buy it no matter where it is placed. Uh, but it maybe they maybe they thought it was a like a funny bit if you only wanted to hear "Don't Stop Believing" to put only the young before "Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, I just thought it was surprising that it wasn't the first track because I expected to hear like, oh, the song everyone knows is song number one. But well, here, Adam, let's see if that logic rings true. I'm gonna look up Guns and Roses, their greatest hits uh, album. What do you think the first song should be? Paradise City. Or Sweet Child of Mine. I would expect either of those. I think it should be Sweet Child of Mine. Hagen, any guesses? I would say Sweet Child of Mine. It is Welcome to the Jungle. Second song is Sweet Child of Mine. Ooh, well, let's check the Eagles' greatest hits. Is I, I, got, I got it pulled up. I got it pulled up. What does everyone think the first song in the Eagles' greatest hits, greatest hits is? Take It Easy. Yeah, I'll say Take It Easy. Yeah, why not? Because that's one of the two songs I know of theirs. It is take it easy, but I, I I honestly don't know what I would have chosen out of any of these to be the number to be the, to be the first one. Isn't uh, Hotel California like the seventh song or something? Um, is it even accor- on there? A- according to this Wikipedia article, it is not on there. Wait a minute, wasn't that <laughs> so? So well, I, when, when did the greatest hits album come out though? Because they've done multiple. I'm looking at the greatest hits album that is their highest selling greatest hits album, which is uh, is the number one, two, three, four, five, six greatest selling album of all time, and it's that album which includes the music from seventy one to seventy five. See, and then Hotel uh, California probably came out after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. Well, so to go back to Journey, Adam, you know they do start with only the young, yeah. and 
while I do remember this being a good song, I don't. I couldn't sing it to you right now. It's not quite the like iconic Journey song that everybody would know. So it's it's not a bad song as a first song on here. It sounds like the end of like a Breakfast Club movie or something like that. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about even the song, like the songs that you don't remember, like if you can't like sing the melody, if it doesn't like stick, if it doesn't stick in your head as well. The thing about those songs is that they're still good songs, but they they definitely are background music, and it's impressive for a band to be able to make successful background music and successful catchy music. Like even if you like, if, if you decide to listen to that song in the background, you're like, this is still a good song, but it's no wheel in the sky tell you that much so talking about wheel in the sky i think if we're curious about what that this is off that uh the first album with steve perry so i'm sure there's still remnants of those first three albums on that album um and i do feel that this is probably the most proggy song on the album and when i say prog i mean like jethro toll prog i mean like early 70s prog so right if they had continued down that path they would have just been another prog band that nobody really remembers today yeah yeah i definitely agree there but i you know wheel in the sky is super cool this is one of those songs that we said dave you definitely know this and then he played it goes oh yeah i know that it definitely it has more of a you know a flow to it than i think some of the other songs do what, what's funny about it is that I didn't really know it until I heard the chorus, and then I started singing along to the chorus, but it made me realize that like, this was back in the times when the name of the song, 99% of the time, was the chorus. Yeah. It's not the same now. No, but no. But back then it was like, that's the fucking chorus. Yeah. I don't think I know this for sure, but I think 100% of these 15 songs on this greatest hits compilation all have fade outs. And I think wheel in the sky has the best fade out because it fades out as this band sounds like the band sounds like they're starting a completely different song. Like the guitars are ringing out and the drums start picking up this like hi hat groove. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck's about to happen? <laughs> but it's fading out. And I'm like, Whoa, I want to hear that song. Oh, I thought you were saying it's the best fade out. Cause the producer was like, yeah, keep going, keep going, turning you down. Awesome. <laughs> it always makes All right, me let's think, go I, have a smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I've said this on the show before, but it always makes me think of uh, a friend of mine that, we were listening to a song one time and it was fading out and, and he just said, do you, do you think they're still playing that? <laughs> and then, and then I just went off on this like total like thought process about wondering what would happen to the band that kept playing the song after the producer and engineer was like, yeah, you're done. Well, I like, I, I like the image of the producer, uh, uh, Robert Fleischman looking at Steve Perry and they're like, God, these fucking guys. He like looks at Steve Perry. He's like, you want to just like leave and just see how long they can jam for? And just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, what are they like, playing? There's only 12 out. notes. <laughs> did you just say, did, did you just use there's only 12 notes as a reason for them to just, sorry, what did you study in school? <laughs> That's a dangerous uh, t- game trying to, you know, trick uh, the Santana members to jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's not tricking them. It's more of just like, a, all right, we can just leave now because they you can just, just do. Yeah, their you thing. just let it happen. Yeah. and quietly leave. Because because unfortunately, the truth is, is these engineers and producers get paid by the hour. Well, uh, yeah, and then unfortunately, I do think that uh, Journey they, they they did 
you know, say what they wanted, but I also think they were pretty heavily run by their manager and whoever was producing them at the time, right? I really do think that they changed their sound probably because they wanted to, because they agreed with the label, but they also were like, fuck, I mean, that's not like, you know, we left playing Santana. We left like uh, someone, like someone else telling us what to do to go do what we wanted to do. And now we have like three people, three sources that are like, you should probably do this other thing. And they still, they, they did it. Cause it was the, I mean, it was the right call. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure there was some level of like, like frustration and I'm sure they wanted to get it out somewhere. So good for like the producer. If he just let them jam for a minute. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he wasn't interested in them doing it faithfully. Oh, well, Dave, can we talk about the two uh the two prominent power ballads? The, these aren't the only power ballads on this greatest hits compilation, but they're the best ones. Yeah. The next song is Faithfully and then, you know, down the line a bit is Open Arms, but I would say that they're right there next to each other, so much so that uh I found out that they're two different songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you got any of that. I don't like. I, Faithfully is is they're so different. Faithfully also has like the chorus is just catchy. As soon as he says faithfully, it's 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 done. It's I'm 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 done. Give me that all day. It, yeah, well, both of these songs have that that Tom fill that you just think, oh shit, it's about to happen. You think yeah. that the the power ballad mosh pit is that the wall of power ballad death is about to open up. And then faithfully, well, the first time he does the he does the tom fill, he doesn't even like go into a groove. He just starts playing the ride. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's... I remember that when we were doing this last week, when we were just skipping through the songs, and like I was like, oh, they're about to start, and then I looked like an absolute fool when this man is just hitting the bell of the ride or whatever. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just keep, he's just keeping like tempo on the ride while the whole ballad's still going after doing like a doom 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 ding. this was one of the songs so i we were talking about this uh off air last week but i told the guys that i saw this journey cover band i was on tour with an with a band that i'm in and we ended up somehow because of rain cancellations we ended up opening for a journey cover band and the band i was on tour with was nowhere close to what ironically we would fit better with santana and this journey cover band sounded so good and i remember we had a couple of cocktails and they played faithfully and we like the guys that i was in the band with we were in the audience going whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just like arm in arm swaying back and forth <laughs> oh my god it's such a good song such <laughs> a good song fuck yeah it it it, it so after faithfully goes into the song I'll Be All Right Without You, which I could sing the chorus. Uh, but that being said, another one of those songs where it's just like, it's all right. It's off the album that they uh, released right before they broke up. And uh, apparently the biggest pitfall of that album, it wasn't received as well as the other albums, was that they put too many power ballads on it. So um, this is another power ballad. Hmm. I mean, it's still a song that is like pretty instantly recognizable as, oh, that's that's Journey. Like, you're not going to mistake that for another arena rock band. Yeah, it's also important to note like what albums these were all on. Like, I mean, you mentioned earlier there isn't like one album for Journey that is like their their absolute. But like, if you look and see what out al- like what albums everything's on, it's like you know uh, the I'll be all right without you is off of Raised on Radio, which came out in '86, right before the break. So it's like. 
you can kind of see like, oh yeah, this is this is where things started to kind of change in their mind. I'm sure they wanted to be they wanted they probably wanted to take a break right there. Yeah. Well, and also in 1986, I was just looking up the charts from that year, and there are a lot of love songs in the top, mm. you know, top ten, top twenty, whatever. So for them to make a full album of or an album with too many ballads is kind of a smart move if that's the i mean that still happens today yeah for sure yeah well the song directly following that is any way you want it which is was ruined for me by the internet but all in all is an amazing song how did the internet ruin the song for you there's an internet video um that is you sound like a you sound like a grandpa you sound like yeah. a grandpa. There's an internet video. You ever heard of the internet one of, videos? One of those YouTubes. Someone sent it to me. Someone's, yeah, YouTube. Someone, <laughs> someone sent it to me on my email. Well, okay, so I might believe this And it was actually out, a text message? Hagen, do you remember stuff like Two Girls, One Cup, Pain Olympics, and yeah. Lemon Party, and all that stuff? There's one of those Dancy. for this song. Yeah, we all grew up in the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was only talking to Hagen, so it was pretty rude of y'all to interrupt there. But we're all on the same we, show. We were agreeing with you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Do, do, <laughs> do, 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 do you want me to mute them? I can mute them. I, I have that power as the leader of the Zoom call. They'll still be recording, though, so I'll have to edit them out as well. Yeah, but at least you know. No, that it's I'll like... just leave. <laughs> no, don't leave. Don't leave. These guys are being. <laughs> I heard the S. Did it start with a C or an F? D. Yes, oh. D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was C. No. Me too. No, I said <laughs> I thought he went Australian for a little bit. <laughs> that's so any way you want it. Uh classic. And it's one of those songs that's really like um it's kind of deceptive in its simplicity. And then at the very end you hear this guitar solo. I mean Dave even said, like, man, we should cover this song. And I said, Yeah, if I could play guitar or sing, we could definitely do it because <laughs> it's just like it's kind of simple. But then you realize everything Steve Perry is doing, he's doing it effortlessly, so it makes it seem like oh, I could sing that. And it's like no, you can't. That that man knows his voice. And then the guitar work is like pretty simple power chords, and then the shredding during the solo. I'm like, whoa, back yeah. off, dude. We I've could just it. skip the solo. I've got it. No, 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 no. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it right here. I've got it. All right. I'll play drums and sing it. Jackson, if you don't feel comfortable shredding, you and Dave could just quickly trade during that during the solo section. Dave will shred on guitar, trade back. That? So I mean, here's the problem. People might like that for a temporary amount of time. So maybe for only an EP. <laughs> it's a gimmick. Yeah. I hate I hate I don't I don't want to do it, but let's go down that road. Let's say I let's say I already know how to play that solo. I don't know how to use pedals. I mean, that doesn't matter. It's fine. Just play. Just 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 play it. Right? Doesn't matter. Who needs pedals? Right? Just fucking play yeah, it. Just yeah. clean tone, yeah. ripping guitar That's fine. <laughs> so, what do you guys think the journey sound is? I mean, it's a pretty moot point to be making because the truth is, it's the sum of all of part all of its parts. But like. Do you think if you took Steve Perry away and it was just the instrumentation, you would know like, oh, that's a Journey song or vice versa. If you listen to a Steve Perry solo record, is that the sound? I mean, like it's both it's together, but I mean, 
I think they're both just like they're they're integral to each other. But I I wonder if you could have Journey without a Steve Perry, and the guy that they have now is a Steve Perry ripoff. I was about to say we know what that sounds like because they re-recorded a bunch of these songs with the new guy as part of a double album after he joined the band, and it's not as good. It just is feels a little bit weird. I mean, I understand why they did it. Like, but he sounds great. Yeah, no, he's he is a great, great singer, but, but Steve Perry is so good. It just sounds like a like it sounds bad to say a knockoff version of it, but it kind of does. Well, it, it's the typical explanation whenever Queen came back, and they're like, "Okay, well, there there's so many people now who have like trained themselves to sing like Freddie Mercury; they can mimic it." But that would be that would feel wrong, and just it, it's not what people would want. It's like yeah, it, that. It's, uh, that Mark Martell guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that I think he's doing the Queen Extravaganza. They had entertained him being in, in the, the actual band, but um, Brian May was like, yeah, we don't want to like, <laughs> we don't want to do that. So they hired Adam Lambert. So I think, And he he's incredible. Yeah, Adam Lambert's, yeah. Adam, yeah. I think the thing is, is that it, it's so easy, it'd be, it's so easy for us as people who even if we aren't like major journey fans like you said earlier adam you all everyone knows journey right everyone knows a journey song so i think that like it's hard for us people who know what don't stop believing sounds like and maybe whatever other songs um you know it's 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 hard for us to listen to somebody else sing it with the band and be like oh yeah that's the same because even if they are a great singer it's still not what we're used to we're all used to steve perry so yeah, I there's, do, there's I, something that's a little bit just off about it even if it's not like it's bad or anything it's just a little bit slightly different and you notice it and it yeah. sticks out more so i do case. i do wonder like I, I i do think that steve perry is is part of the journey sound but i i think that is much for so many bands of the time and and the one that sticks out to me the most aside from queen is is deep purple with ian gillen uh i mean that that is such an example of like this is the voice of this of this band, right? No, no, nothing else will replace this. You know, we we were talking about the Eagles with the greatest hits, and their voices are they are the Eagles, but there's so many of them. There's so many voices for the Eagles. So, uh, I mean, I think that you have this, like you said, the sum of all of its parts to make Journey. Um, but you know, especially since we know what Journey sounds like, Steve Perry is the sound of Journey. Um, and nothing will ever will ever get away from that. He's just it's 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 not fair how good a lot of those singers were back then. I mean, like I I I'll be the first to say that I think pop singers are great singers, but it's so rare to find someone as good as a lot of these bands had. Steve Perry, Ian Gillen, Freddie Mercury. The list goes on for all these like these like power rock bands. You know, these arena rock bands that just like nailed it with their singers. Well, I think uh, a lot of you know the modern issue and i'm not one of those people who's down on production work on vocals and stuff like that but even people like adam adam lambert who are incredible singers like if you're in the studio and you have that at your disposal you're gonna use it and i mean everybody is going to even if you are an amazing singer whereas you know back at this time they're really it if you were a bad singer, you were not at all on that stage. Like you just, you just weren't. And so, you know, I, I guess it makes sense that, you know, the cream of the crop really rose to the top in these scenarios. So he left, I was just reading up on, he left the band because of a 
a hip injury or something. He needed to get a, a surgery, and they were like, hey, if you don't get the surgery and continue the tour, you're out of the band. So he officially said that he was out of the band. He hurt his, like, and he suffered the injury while on, like, a break in Hawaii. Like, they had a five-day uh, five days off on their schedule, and so he went hiking, and he hurt himself. And I guess he was just didn't want to get the surgery and was scared or something mm. like that. I don't know why I just prescribed him with fear, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I mean it's a reasonable thing if they, if they were like, "Hey, this surgery is like 50%, you're going to be 100% good to go. The other 50% you're going to be, you know, not you're not going to be able to move around on stage." Yeah. But there was a quote uh where he said that he uh during the VH1 behind the music, of course, uh he stated that he never really felt like he was part of the band and the former manager uh, said to that he said, "That's like the pope saying he never really felt Catholic." So the manager, if you had asked the manager what he thinks to find Journey Sound, he probably would have said Steve Perry. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like the, I was reading about Steve Perry and 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 like they they were talking about how the band that's when the band sound changed, which obviously we all we all noticed that as listeners. But it's interesting to think about like what he truly brought to the table in a writing scenario that he truly was like, uh, no, this is now going to be more at the time pop oriented music. Um, and you know, the producers were obviously, they obviously had a hand in that too. Um, but, but I mean, it, it's interesting because I'm sure he doesn't feel like a true member of the band probably because I bet they didn't want to do that. Like I said, like I said, they had so many people who were like, we're going to do it this way. And I bet some of the members were like, no, I, I like, man, I'm bummed out about this. Like I wanted to do this. Plus, I mean, you know, he, he came into a situation where he was like, I mean, not obviously not last to join the band, but I mean, like he was he he was late to the show. You know, they right. people yeah, had already this had era. a relationship. Yeah. But yeah. when you when you look at all the writing credits on that greatest hits record, his name is there first, almost uh, every time, and on all but two songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's uh, it's it's a it must have been strange for him. Well, only one of these songs even predates like being written before he joined the band so he's i mean for all intents and purposes on this album especially every song on here is like he's a major songwriter on it so it's kind of weird if he doesn't feel as if he's part of the band but given the you know way he got into the band it makes sense why he feels that way yeah or might feel that way i'm just gonna go ahead and say it my favorite journey song is separate ways worlds apart i think that opening synth line rips and then it became comes this like kind of hard rock song and it just never really lets up and i think it really it it retains even though it is kind of it's more synthetic than a lot of journey songs i think it it definitely and it's a little harder than a lot of journey songs i think it still retains that kind of anthem uh thing that that they've really honed their craft on and i think that song is great Imagine being in uh, what's the keyboard player's name? I can't, Jonathan Kane. Imagine being Jonathan Kane and getting to start that intro with like, you know, fifty thousand people just waiting to hear that song. Yeah, I think about that for a lot of their songs. Just like the power the piano had for Journey. The, right. This is yeah. this this is an era where I mean, so much of the time now I hear piano and rock music, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm I, I don't give it. Like this is so cheesy. Why? Right. Uh, but th- this came from an era, and they did it so well, where it was like, this is just 
this is so good. This just like no matter like it, it, every time that I can hear the piano, it makes me feel something. It's great. And when you watch them live, uh, when the guitar player starts soloing, there's no other guitar player in the band. It's a four piece band with a front with a front person. Yeah. So it's like when he starts soloing, it doesn't seem like anything's lost. Right. It's a very hard thing to do that. Most piano players don't really know how to play in that setting. No. It has to be more syncopated. Everything has to work really well together for that to work. Otherwise, it sounds like something drops out. And that could, and that could, uh, that, that honestly, not, not to veer off too hard, but I do think that probably what leads to that is like how music education has changed over the years. And especially like with like instruments like the piano and the guitar, where like so many people are just purely self taught, especially with the piano. I mean, it's like how many people just like ham fist chords all day and call it like, call it like, that's it. I'm a piano player now. It's like, well, you should listen to these guys because they're piano players. Uh, yeah, I've had I've I've had piano players call me and say, "Hey, how do I play piano on country music?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like here's here's ten records that you should listen to for good examples of that, and yeah. you're not going to be able to to figure it out in a week. So, yeah. you should find a sub for that gig. All right, I'm I'm taking us I'm taking I'm taking us uh, taking us on a quick little quiz question game question. So you guys didn't guess Glee, so it kind of fucks with this question, but it's fine. So. For those who don't know, in uh, the season premiere of Glee, like the, sorry, the series premiere of Glee, they used Don't Stop Believing at the very end of the episode, and it was a really big moment for the show and for a lot of people who, like, you know, younger generations to hear Don't Stop Believing for the first time. So then in the season finale, season one finale, uh, for their, like, final competition they're in, they use, uh, they do a journey um, mashup, so they do a bunch of songs. So after the season one finale, Journey's sales went up 62%. Um, from that boost in sales, uh, the greatest hits record, that's what we're talking about today, so I found the specifics on that, the greatest hits record went from the Billboard position 104 to 72, 69, 103, or 57. So again, the Billboard position before the finale was at 104. So it was in the Billboard 200, it was at 104. After the season finale, did it go from 104 to 72, 69, 103, or 57? 69. 69. Yes. That's why I put it there. Just yep. to see who'd guess it. Adam, is that your guess no, too? I'll, I'll say 57. Adam's correct. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was a good answer, but I'm glad it yeah. was. It, it Adam's went, correct, but Jackson and I win. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, I knew that the sales would go up from something like that, right? I mean, like the Sopranos, that's huge. But the I'm not I'm not gonna say Glee well, is bigger Glee than the Sopranos. Was on, like normal TV. Not it was cable. on Fox. Yeah, yeah, it was on Fox. And and like I, as a high school choir kid, went to Glee watching parties. So like this was like <laughs> Jackson's face. Just can you? <laughs> Since you pointed out it was in the very first episode of Glee, it makes more sense why it's uh, a bigger deal that Don't Stop Believing was in there. And mm-hmm. I probably should have at some point watched the first episode at least of Glee, but I never did. So it's yeah, it's it's a really it's a really interesting thing because um, that I mean for for people um, like our age who aren't super into listening to like older music, I'll I'll put it that way. Um, it's 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 one of those things where they're not going to just go listen to Journey, you know. But Don't Stop Believing has been in so right. many things in pop culture that it makes a big difference. And especially for, like like I said, like a choir kid like myself and all of my friends, it's not like we were look, we were going to look for Journey. 
So the fact that it was in the fact that Don't Stop Believing was in Glee, and then they did a Journey mashup at the end of the season, it was like, well, now we're all gonna go listen to Journey. So it made sense. Well, and any time I've ever, like I said, I've played. Uh, there's a band I play in that plays Don't Stop Believing, and any time we've ever played it, no matter what demographic of crowd there is, everybody sings that chorus. Dave, it's, in it's, this band that you play in. I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but is it a female vocalist? Uh, for that song, yeah, we have three yeah, vocalists. It has to be. It has yeah. to be. It's it's that song and Sweet Caroline. Ugh. They white people love those fucking songs, dude. Fucking hilarious. Again, side note. I'm so sorry. I played a wedding like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and uh, d- uh during our first set break, uh, the 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 daughter of the groom was like. Hey, can you guys play Sweet Caroline? Like, oh, sorry, we don't we don't know it. And then she was like, "How about Cardi B?" I'm like, "Be specific." And she yeah. said, she said she said a song, and I was like, "No, we don't know that." Sorry. <laughs> also, that's your spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be, I was gonna say, "Hey, can you play Sweet uh, Home Alabama?" No, we can't do that. How about Apple Bottom Jeans? Can you do that? <laughs> it's a, yeah. Except except you have to go super vague and go, "Hey, how how about how about Tupac?" Oh, you, you know any Tupac? Right. <laughs> Just any. Do you know any fucking Tupac? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, b- before we before we uh, again leave the song, I, I I would like to talk about the lyrics to to Don't Stop Believing because you you, you guys you guys know the lyrics to the song. <laughs> yeah. Do you yes. want me to see if I can recite them real quick? Um, sure. I mean, it sounds like you want to. So. All right. So just a small town girl. <laughs> Living in a lonely world, she took the midnight train going anywhere. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. No, it's fine. Just, it's fine. Just a city boy, uh-huh. born and raised in South Detroit, unless you're playing a live show, and then you insert uh, town's name here. So there you go. Uh, born and raised in South Detroit. He took a midnight train going anywhere. Um, then there's the... Yeah, I don't need that. Just and then lyrics, bah, just bah. lyrics, just lyrics. A singer in a smoky room, smelling wine and cheap perfume. This is gonna be a hard one. Smelling wine and cheap perfume. And for a smile, no shit. A stranger. That's where I get lost. I know for a smile, like, lyrics. Share the I, night. It goes on and on. So I was right. I was right. Damn. I was gonna say I I know <laughs> lyrics, but I don't know where they fit. What's crazy? Oh, wow. What's crazy is that the way that the song is split up is that um, it's not the chorus until the end of the song. Right? Isn't that wild right. to think about? And it starts and ends with acoustic piano. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. a real uh, Bohemian Rhapsody where it's like, what is the chorus of Bohemian Rhapsody? It, you know, right? It, it it's such foreshadowing for what pop music has come has become now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want to, I want to, uh, talk about something that I, you know, I wish, I wish that, that I could, I could, uh, I wish I was around Dave more, more often so I could give him some love and touching and squeezing. Um, wait now we're skipping my favorite song. <laughs> so if you, if you want to love and touch and squeeze me, are we skipping your favorite lights. song? Or really? That's your favorite song? That is my favorite song on this record. Really? That really? That's a song that uh, I like, but part of me feels like. I shouldn't like this song. It's it goes, very bare bones. It goes it goes under that same journey category of like songs that are like, yeah, these are good songs, but they're not 
They're not the, they're not memorable. No, no. Well, no, no it's, you're all wrong. It's memorable, but I don't. It's not up there with the other songs to me, at least. Like, it's definitely a song I instantly hear and I go, "Oh, it's Journey." Yeah, I would describe Lights as um, Journey heard Chicago and tried to do a Chicago song, but then they realized, "Oh shit, we forgot the horns." That's fair. I can see that. And by the way, I love Chicago. <laughs> I think what I like about this one is I've also played this one live, and every time it happens, people slow dance very passionately. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes like sense. Like every fucking time, and it's just that song. So I think it evokes a certain emotion. Um, it's a sad song. The lyrics are sad. And the guitar playing on it is, it sounds like, the intro sounds like something Jimi Hendrix would have played. I can kind of see that, yeah. And I don't know. I just really like it. Boo. Rest in peace, Jimi I mean, Hendrix. This is off of the. <laughs> Did you just same... boo me? I, I booed you, and then you said, Rest in peace, Jimi Hendrix, at the same time that I booed, so it looks really bad. <laughs> oh, you got to edit that so that it seems like you say, Rest in peace, Jimi Hendrix, and then Hagen says, Boo. <laughs> well, I was going to edit it, but then he mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Next fuck. week on the podcast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> No, I, I was going to say, to Dave's point, though, this is on the same album as Wheel in the Sky, and both of these songs are like pretty different for being on the same album, but they're yeah. both like uh, almost like equally as recognizable as Journey, which is you know impressive. It's not just like they were like a one-hit wonder like kind of band who did just these couple songs, and they all sound the same. Yeah, and, and, and I think that all of these songs sound like Journey. You hear any of these songs, and you're like, oh, this is a this is a journey song. Yeah, but they don't all sound like they're written on the same, you know, couple years and they just, you know, doled them out over the next 15 years or anything like sure. that. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. So Dave, did you get your stage to talk about this song? I feel like we all uh, poo-pooed on you and you may not have gotten the your time to uh, discuss. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave, we poo-pooed on you. Are you doing okay over there? <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, I'm good. We're doing okay. <laughs> Uh, this is the song that the, to go back to that journey cover band, this is the first time I heard this song. And, uh, I was like pretty sauced at this point in the night. And I was like swaying back and forth to this song. I was like, this is the best fucking song ever. And then I I was like, I'm going to forget this song. We went back to the, to the place we were staying that night. And then I woke up the next morning and I still had that song stuck in my head. Yeah. He's, nah, 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 nah. So good. <laughs> fuck. God, what a fucking so, yeah. banger that song is. It's such a banger. It's like, it de- like of all of, of all of these songs, you know, we could talk about how they're like, you know, you know, great uh, power ballads or just really good, like rock pop songs or whatever you want to say. I would say love and touch and squeezing is, the 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 most bangery song on this greatest hits. I think Wheel in the Sky comes to a close second, but I think Love and Touch and Squeezing is the biggest is the banger. Is the fucking banger. I think that song is like I think technically it is a banger just because of the lyrical ta- content, but I like I cannot get behind songs. I, I mean, maybe I'm just a prude and maybe it's because I was raised Catholic, but like any song that like is just blatantly about sex like love and touch and squeezing or uh that one who song squeeze box like i just can't help but fucking cringe and just feel uncomfortable i'll be like oh whoa no you can't listen you can't say that but it's a but it's a but it's about it's about 
the the person that you love is loving, touching, squeezing somebody else. That's what the song is. It's not. It's not like. It's not just about sex. It's like they're watching it for like like I'm alone by myself. You're out with someone else, loving, touching, squeezing each other. That's the song. I think what would make me feel better is if we all went around in a circle or a square as Zoom has us and talk about a time that we love and touch and squeeze and. No, well, no, that's it was, not, no, we're not going to do it that. Was, it was um, before COVID-19. You just, you just want to be able to say squeezened. <laughs> squeezened. <laughs> no, I think that's one of those songs that you can't, you can't, personally, I can't relate to that, but I feel the pain. No, it's the, yeah, it's not, it's, I, I don't, I, you know, to me, it does it like the, the, the three words are, this song is about sex and then the, the lyrical content, like the three, the, the three words, honestly, by themselves make me uncomfortable. Why, why is that the song title? But then the yeah, lyrical content. Yeah, it's a weird song title. Yeah. The, the lyrical content is definitely different. The lyrical content is very, is very like, there, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of shit behind this. What, what does Steve Perry have against the letter G? What? That's a good point. It's not because it's yeah. loving, touching, squeezing. Oh, and don't, don't oh. stop believing. I did. You also know, doesn't have I a did. G. You know, I did think. Of, I, I didn't think specifically about the letter G, but I, I really hate that we all keep saying "Don't stop believing," and I, I always want to say "Don't stop believing," but like then <laughs> I'm like, it, "Oh though. God!" Now I'm like cringing myself <laughs> saying "Don't stop believing." You know what? I, I, for the rest of the episode, if anyone ever says "Don't stop believing," or loving, touching, squeezing. I would like for all of us to say, "Don't stop believing, loving, touching, squeezing," and see if we see, can make our listeners. Wrong. It sounds I w- worse. I, I want to make our listeners really uncomfortable. But when we talk about girl can't help it, we'll say Earl can't help it. <laughs> I mean, do we have anything to say about Earl can't help it? <laughs> nothing. Nothing other than Earl can't help not, it. Not now. I would what's say up, after Lee? open arms. There. Yeah, what's up, Jason Lee? Earl can't help it. <laughs> after open arms, there. I mean. That's just kind of filler. Uh, and yeah. it is kind I of agree. a forgettable, like, second half of this side of the album. Well, okay, but 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 is Open Arms your favorite, Jackson? That's your favorite, right? No? No, I said Separate Ways was. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I was misremembering from last week with how stoked you were on Open Arms. Yeah, because that is a song that I always start singing the opening line, and then I get lost and don't know where to go. But, like, it's just one of those songs that I always, I just start singing. You know, like, people may not know this, but a lot of guitarists, and I'm sure a lot of musicians do this, when they pick up their instrument for the first time that day, they inherently go to this one thing that they do. For me, it might be just, like, a little, like, scale or a song. Um, And that is one of those songs that I just, like, I always am singing. I'm always singing that open, softly you whisper. And then I go, and then I stop because I don't know where to go after that. Is that is that why is that because I was like, oh man, if it's always in your head, you should do it as a vocal warm up at a, at, a, at a show. But is that why you've never done it? Because you're like, I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, instead, I don't... He, instead, he just goes, oh. <laughs> that that is a legitimate vocal warm up. No, and, I know uh, it's just really funny. Let me, let me no, do no, it real sorry. quick for no. Let me do it for the uh, audience okay, really okay, quick. Okay, okay. It goes like We're this. We're gonna get sued. Goes, <laughs> zoomed, did zoomed anyone else's like headphones just go like? Yeah, yeah zoom, zoom yeah. didn't like that at all. Zoom did not like that. You know okay. that the first time I heard just a, a quick sidetrack. The first time I heard that vocal warm up, there was about 
four vocalists in various practice rooms when I was in music school doing that at the same time. So I was like, oh, shit. Did practice sound like you were like in a dolphin uh, cage? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like piggyback on that, practice rooms are like a nightmare to walk through because you just hear like you walk past one room and it's someone going, and then it's someone else just like on a, on a, on like a like like a trumpet just like and it's just you you have no that was a good idea. trumpet sound you have that no was, idea yeah. what is happening anyway and then there's like a like a like a sixth year jazz student going fuck yeah yeah and then and and then you <laughs> you get you get to the floor where the drum sets are allowed to be and it's like this is this is awful like it, yeah. there's no all time these just solos. <laughs> So um, I I don't know what if we want to talk about if we want to talk about the rest of these songs or if we want to talk about greatest hits albums, but I, I do want to challenge um, uh, Dave or Adam see if they could get some more lyrics from Don't Stop Believing. So uh, either one uh, of you guys, want I to can take tell it? you, there's no way. Dave Where do we leave off? He uh, he he, fin- he finished the second verse, so it's it's on to the first like first pre-chorus, which is kind of a, like the first chorus. Is that strangers? Yep 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 yep. Uh, that's right. So this is where the synthesizer piano comes in. The so let me let me help you. Let me help you. So I'll, I'll go. A singer in a smoky room, the smell of wine and cheap perfume. For a smile, they can share the night. It goes on and on and on and on. Strangers, uh, <laughs> dancing, <laughs> waiting, maybe a uh, waiting up and down the boulevard. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Shadows. Uh huh. Something in the night. Dancing sure. in the Dancing. night. Searching in the night. Searching Fuck. in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, there's that's when the guitar solo comes in, right? Nope, because then we have to finish this, and then we have another verse, and then we have that again. Oh, so, fuck. Okay, so, feed me one word. Uh, street. Street lights. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, Jackson, can you finish it? Street lights. <laughs> People. Searching. No, no, I don't know. Yeah, it Dave, Dave, it's people. people. Yeah, it's people. Yeah, yeah. street lights, people, people living just to find emotion. Yeah. So, oh, one more line, one more line, one more line. Damn it, this is fun. In the night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just mumble it's, some words it's, just it's, to find emotion. Night. It's hiding somewhere in the night. Oh, bam. Yeah, man. Bam, so, like, when he said when he says in the night, I think he says it like three times in the song. When he goes in the night, he does that yeah. the first time, first two times, and then the last time where he goes in the night and he holds it out, and then that guitar solo comes in. So cool, man. Hey, when 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 Jackson said that line, you sang the bass line. Oh, did I? Yeah. And so that's another thing about Don't Stop Believing, why I like playing it, because the bass line is incredible. Yeah. it's. I mean, which is that's it. That's all you need to say about it. And bass players that listen to the show are going to be like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> and people who aren't bass players are going to be like, who the fuck cares? I think that's a really <laughs> nice way to wrap up this band and this greatest hits, like just like what we just had there. But I do want to hear, uh, Hagen, did you say your favorite song is Love and Touch and Squeezin'? No, 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 faithfully. Okay, Adam, what's yours? Uh, Wheel of the Sky. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel like that makes sense. You are the hipster of this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, he's the he's the wild card. He's the wild card. Oh, no, I'm yeah, the wild I should have I, I should have picked a song we didn't talk about. Like, be good to yourself. Yeah, the last time we said Adam was the wild card, Jackson got a tattoo and was like, "Can I be the wild card again?" Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about so, that on the show. We don't need to do that but... again. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was after the Dr. Pepper and wine episode. So guess what tattoo we got? Yeah, Dr. Pepper and wine. I was gonna say if you could email in the correct tattoo he got, then um, he'll get the uh... other one. <laughs> That's very good, and you you won't know until you give me. You, so you need to give me your answer and your shipping address, and you won't know until it shows up. Shipping address. Yeah, he'll send the other yeah, he'll one. Send the other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how you'll know you're right is when something shows up in the mail <laughs> from uh, Paso Robles. I can say that ev- this like the last week listening to Journey has been has made driving to the grocery store a lot more entertaining or a lot more emotional what about driving to arlington did it make that any any better it did yeah i walked into that studio before we did the live stream just like whoa (laughs) i I was gonna ask if all of you listened to journey on the way there i did i assume dave did. did at least so I didn't because I'm very specific about because uh, I sing in the band and I I'm very specific about what I listen to the day of yeah, a that, show. That makes sense. I either listen to a podcast where I can't sing along with it, or I listen to metal music that has only screaming because I don't inherently scream because I can't. Hagen, did you listen to it? Wait, it would be really funny to hear Jackson sing along to a podcast. <laughs> Like there, so there are legitimately podcasts that I do that because they'll have their little section for like, oh, it's mail time or something like that, oh, or they okay. have the intro music, and I find myself like, yeah, I, I mean, I could sing you a couple podcast tunes right now. Uh, I, I, I listened to to our music to practice while <laughs> while I was That's driving. Dave's joke, Jackson. I've never seen you roll your eyes that hard in my life. That was incredible. What the fuck do you want from me? What the fuck? I, 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 what do you want? What do you want? No, I mean, that's why you sounded so good. I, sa- I sounded great. I sounded fucking great. But I got all the compliments. <laughs> yeah. What the? F- yeah, it's because it's, it's, it's when they could hear the bass, it sounded good. Yep. <laughs> and when they couldn't, that's when I made all the mistakes. That is my argument for uh, why everyone, like, I think Flea is a great bass player, but I think that's my argument of why everyone talks about Flea and people who don't really know much about music and why they're like, he is the best bass player of all time. And it's like, no, it's just because he's super loud in the mix that you think that. Yeah. Okay. So do we, do we want to talk about greatest hits albums or do we want to save that? I think we save it. I mean, like... Okay, so so then good, so then good, so then here's what we're gonna do. Then here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish off the lyrics thing by 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 doing the last verse. All right, the last verse because we did the pre-chorus and everyone knows the chorus. So we're gonna do verse three, um, and 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 the three of you are gonna do it. I have the lyrics in front of me. I can't play. Um, so you guys work together. Okay, and at the end, the loser. It doesn't matter. T- take a shot. Has to get a tattoo. Yeah. I was gonna say, everybody. <laughs> takes a shot so then, i will but. give you i will give you the uh yeah if you guys can't finish it actually you definitely have to take a shot um so i'll give you the pre-chorus again to help you so strangers waiting up and down the boulevard sorry strangers waiting up and down the boulevard their shadows Ding. searching in the night uh street light people living this defined emotion hiding somewhere in the night yeah yeah sorry i didn't do the guitar part it's my bad you got to give me Don't the first word, otherwise I'm totally lost. Working. 
uh, working for the uh, the money. No. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a lot of work 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 is it wait is it working for the you're like so close yeah you're right on it Um, i'll I'll give you the first two words working hard oh working hard working hard to get my fill or thrill hey there it is yeah yeah yeah. phil correct yes working hard to get my fill everybody wants the feel uh you all you you said the other word before everybody wants uh and you said the other word Thrill. Working yep. To get my thrill. Everybody wants a thrill. Wants a thrill. <laughs> and, and then is it she took a midnight train? Nope. Something about happened. rolling the dice. Something about yeah. rolling the dice. I was about there to say there's dice in there, and that's about there you all go. I got. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sing it, singing uh, blues. That's later. Um. So 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 you got you got working hard to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill. Uh. Something something something. Roll the dice. Trying hard just to roll the dice. Really hard, really, really, really close. Actually, it's not close at all. I don't know why I said that. Because <laughs> like, like, you're a nice like, person. It's like my teacher brain. Like, yeah, that was really yeah, good. Exactly. Good that job. Was really that was good. terrible. Well, no, no, so it's fret. something. Roll the dice, and the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on. Like, right? Skipped, skipped a bunch of lines. Yeah, but he does <laughs> that like them. in the live video when he goes on and on. He does this weird <laughs> arm motion, like a circle. And like you know, it's in the '70s, so he's got really tight pants, and you can see his dick. Oh yeah, that's why I don't know the words. All right, all right, words. all right. So it's I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm not. I, I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Say Wait, you don't have it in front of you right now. You just know it. No, don't look at it. I minimized it. Okay. Working hard to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill. Paying anything to roll the dice just one more time. Some will win. Some will lose. Oh, some, some will have born, to sing the blues. Some were born to sing the blues. Oh, the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and take your fucking shot, losers. Jesus. Got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, we've worn our shots way in advance. <laughs> Can I just take a piece of clothing off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, as long as you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is the episode over? This was fun. This was yeah, fun. This, wasn't, this actually wasn't an episode. We were just hanging out. I'm, I'm, That's what yeah. it felt like. This it doesn't get more shooting the shit than this. I mean, this, I, there is, this definitely is just the a, after show. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Next week is the real episode. Stop! Don't say that. So <laughs> no, yeah, no. Ne- next week is the real episode. 2021 starts next episode. Don't worry. <laughs> that that's this fair. was this was the journey to 2021. What's wow. up, Jason Lee? Uh, What's up, Jason bad. Lee? So uh, yeah, so thank you guys for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, so Jackson, I believe it was Jackson, gave me a great idea last week. If it wasn't Jackson, then I'm sorry to whoever actually said the idea. But I want to put it out there to our listeners, if you still are listening. If you uh, would like to join in on an Among Us lobby, an Among Us game group, uh, I stream on Facebook, and I, I'm always trying to find more people to play Among Us with, and it'd be great to play with some listeners. So if that would be something that would interest you, um, please message us on Instagram. You can send us an email, send us a message on Facebook. Um, you can find us on all of those things. Don't be the artist, DFTA podcast. Um, if you're not already following or liked those pages, go ahead and do that. You can also subscribe and follow on whatever podcast app you use. But again, more importantly, if you want to play video games with us, um, if we get enough people, then I will make all three of them play with us as well. And we'll have a don't be the artist among us lobby. It'll be fun. Well, Adam already plays with you. Adam does play. Yes. I can't wait to see Dave try to play this. 
I've no done it. I've played it. Dave, we 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 did a four we did a four person lobby on New Year's Eve on iPads, and Dave Dave is an excellent liar. Excellent, I'm, okay. dude. I'm sneaky. I, yeah, I figured yeah. Dave would be very frustrated by this game. No, no, he he. He let me talk at him enough about the game that he eventually was like, fine, I'll play. And then I think he liked it. I did. But truly, if you can't get enough of us here, Hagen is playing on his gaming channel regularly, and you can always get your uh, fill of Hagen. But, uh, you know, Adam joins for the Among Us games. Hagen, you did not mention um, the yeah, sorry. name. Uh, it's, it's, it's Sour Faust. It's all one word, uh, Sour, and then Faust, F-A-U-S-T, on Facebook. You can just go press that like or follow button for me. That would be cool. But otherwise, just, you know, just come play games with us. It'll be fun. If you, if you want to play, message us. That way we can get the group together. It'll be, we usually do it on Friday nights, but if not, we can do it a different night. We can try to. So, And um, while I may not be playing, I am in the, my partner. She plays pretty regularly, and I am in the background playing guitar while she's muted so don't worry i'm there in spirit yeah but jackson will play if we have enough interest yeah i was gonna say you have to play then yeah if 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 we have enough people to make a good lobby then you'll you we will have a don't be the artist lobby and that would be so much fun so uh, you get to actually hang out with us should we set a number what's the interest we Um, already technically have four i you know if we don't want to play we don't want to play with olivia just Well, I mean, that would happen anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can we, feel the email coming. <laughs> if we get, if, if, she if hit we pause get, right then and send an email. If we get, like, you know, if we get six people, that's good. But if we can get seven or eight people, so that means not seven or eight more people, but, like, three to four more people. That's the interested. ideal number, though. Yeah, yeah. if we get, if we get, the, the max number of people is 10. So if we get, you know, if, if, if six people message us and want to play with us, that's super cool. And yeah. um, we'll set it up. It'll be super easy. Um, so, yeah. This is a Patreon reward before we even start a Patreon, guys. Get in while it's, you know, get in on the ground get in, floor. Get, get in while it's free. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get in, get in while we don't yeah. have a Patreon and you'd have oh. to pay for such a thing. Oh, and we can do this. The The people that want to get in on this, uh, if we ever do start a Patreon, maybe we can let them get stuff for free. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was and, about and, to say... And, and, uh, I don't have any right here with me, but I have some coasters with our podcast art on it. So if what anybody does join and wants coasters, Dude, then I'll I mail don't have ones. any of that. What the fuck is that? I got them a while ago. I want one. Jackass. They can also we'll double as pasties if you have huge nipples. And you can you can <laughs> I don't you know can, about that. You can always compliment our podcasting skills to convince us with your lies and among us, you know? Just for just just remember all of those things. Remember all of that. Um but yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This was a super fun episode for us. We were really happy to just kind of chill and uh and talk about journey today. So um again, if you haven't pressed the subscribe or follow button, please do so. It's super duper easy and it helps us out a lot. If you're using uh Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that rate five star thingy. It's really easy to do also and that helps or us out a whole lot leave as well. Us a review. Or leave us a you review. Can, you can write a little view review and say that you like most of the show but not the parts that you know Jackson's on and that's fine. <laughs> It'll still count as a five star review. God, I love our wild card. Our wild card is the best. Um, so again, so thank you so much for being here, and fuck off. Give me a towel! What's up, Jason Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy.